Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics on Radamik Bertoli, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, but that's what I say every time. And you know what? Every time we try to make it so, right? That's what we are here for. We're here to make sure and give información. Estamos aquí para darles la información que es necesario. Y eso es lo que vamos a hacer. We're here to give the necessary information, and that's what we are here for. Anyhow, I'm just making sure that we're hot at coffee party, and as soon as I'm sure of that, we are. So let's get busy, my dear brothers and sisters. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Número uno. Número uno. All I can say is I am in utter surprise. First of all, I'm coming to all of you in a minute, but I just had to give my little quick soliloquy. I'm, I'm in shock. America is finally starting to see the picture. We have the police officer convicted on both counts of assassinating that young kid. A young kid that probably would not otherwise have been stopped. A young kid that would not otherwise have been killed, independent or absent, his hue. I mean, until police officers start paying for their malfeasance, until police officers start paying for not treating every single American citizen equitably, equally, when they start to get convicted by good people, the community, remember I've always talked about the, the, the police reflecting society. Well, what I'm seeing is an improved society. We got, uh, we, we got that guy convicted for killing George Floyd, Chauvin. Now we get this woman convicted for killing uh, this kid. And you know what? It's starting to happen. And I know a lot of them are in their boots. They're scared to death because their killing spree is going to have to stop. Assuming, assuming that we the people hold those criminals that do these things accountable. So that guys like me, when he sees two lights flashing behind, his heart is no longer in his throat. So that guys like me, when I'm stopped and I'm holding the wheel, I'm saying, am I going to see the next day? Am I going to see the next hour? I mean, there was a young cop that I wrote about that got a commendation. That he kind of smirked and smiled with the, the way I dealt with him and the properness in which I dealt with a kid that's an officer that was stopping an older guy. Because I know what this society is all about with respect to police officers. Now, if they are convicted when they assassinate people, then they will be forced to stop because like that woman said when she shot this guy, I am going to jail. It was easy. You know, people say, oh, well, she made a mistake. She did make a mistake. But it so happened that one tends to make mistake in a hue-based fashion intrinsic to one's mindset so i am so happy that right now we are seeing some sort of uh, some sort of justice if you will anyhow let's get busy let's get busy we have michael rodnan is with us he says 21 million going hungry i i have that in the article today 
As, you, as mentioned, tanks expanded child tax credits. This is what the wealthiest nation in history of the world looks like. Wealth inequality leading to a widespread poverty and hunger. From the article, data released Wednesday by the U.S. Census Bureau shows that more than 21 million people across the country live in households where there was sometimes not enough to eat in the last seven days, a five-month high. And this is the United States of America. I'm from Panama, a third world country. Let me be honest with you. A third world country where people don't go hungry. Then again, we grow things 24-7 and we have all... I mean, you, you, you get hungry, you climb up a mango tree and get some mangoes, you know? Uh, that's the kind of country we have, but hey, anyhow. Macaron also says, Friends Committee on National Legislation tweeted, here is the reality of the situation of expanded child tax credit payments stop going out. Over 10 million children could sink into poverty. We're going to keep rushing, pushing for extension of the child tax credit until it happens. Child hunger is too high a price to pay. Agreed. Folks, if you're just joining us, please remember to give us a thumbs up on YouTube, a like on Facebook. Please share, share, share. Let other people know that we exist. Thank you so kindly. Michael Rodden says, Omicron variant may have evolved in rats. John, just something I read recently. COVID seems capable of infecting multiple species, occasionally jumping from species to species. Worrisome that this pandemic isn't likely to be going away. From the article, the newly identified Omicron coronavirus variant may have evolved in a non-human animal species, potentially a rodent, some scientists suggest. According to this theory, an animal may, may have picked up SARS-CoV-2 the virus that causes COVID-19 around 2020. After accumulating many mutations in the animal, the altered coronavirus then would have made the jump to back to humans. The chain of events can be described as reverse zoonosis, in which a pathogen jumps from human to animals, followed by zoonosis, in which a germ passes from animal to humans. One key piece of evidence is support this theory that Omicron diverged from other SARS-CoV-2 variants very far back in time. That statement complete, is completely above my pay grade. Something that I have to read about to be aware of. But thank you for bringing that, Michael Rudnan. Michael Rudnan also says, high temperatures hit Greenland. Greenland ice shelf is losing ice mass at the start of winter when ice packs should be accumulating. This is the beginning of the end from the Arctic. Over the summer temperatures, 10 degrees higher than average. Lead to led to loss of the glaciers across the vast territory. On some days, the glaciers were recorded to have lost 8 billion tons of ice, double the average they usually shed in the summer. And when they lose ice, for those ice, the only cause for sea rise is when the icebergs that are, or rather, where, where the ice that's on land melts. If it's in the ocean and it melts, no hay problema. But if it otherwise, it's a problem. ABQ, welcome aboard. Michael Rodney and Melanie Keelan says, I made it on time. Thank you so kindly for being here with us, Melanie. ABQ says, Melanie, it made it before opening theme is done. You're early, girl. Paul Fleming from ATL, welcome aboard. Melanie says, I don't know how to give shout outs to individual listeners, but I'm here and reading your comments. Thank you for being here. We love having you here. Hank Lamb. My KPFT brother, a good bit of your type gets washed out by the picture behind it. Perhaps a color change or larger space for it to the bottom of the contrast. Am I getting washed out? Maybe I can, uh, I didn't realize I was getting washed out, but you know, we have 
all kind of leveling of the lights here. I can level the lights a little bit more and tell me if that makes it better. I just all automated, you know. This remember this is a temporary studio, but how am I? Am I still washed out? Let me know, guys. I didn't I don't see it washed out here. Anyhow, continuing. So thank you for being here, Hank Lamb. We got a lot of work to do with KPFT. I hope you listened to my show today, um, uh, Hank. We had some good stuff on KPFT today. Nanette Bird Smith, hi y'all, welcome aboard. Norman, my brother, my brother, or Norman Reynolds, one, two, welcome aboard, my brother. May Wood, my brother from, uh, you know, hey, you didn't put your city, but I know it's from uh, Long Beach, California. How are we all doing today? We're doing fine, fine. Let's see, Michael Reynolds says, Mem Generator Net. What is that about, Michael? You just put a link in there, but you didn't tell me about it. So you have to tell me if you want me to play it. I'm not going to click it unless you tell me it's okay. Former police officer Kim Potter found guilty of manslaughter and Dante's right. Um, look, I feel bad. Look, I honestly think, let me, let me be frank. I think the woman made a mistake. I do think the woman made a mistake. I don't think the woman wanted to kill Dante. I don't think she did. The thing, the, the mindset, however, of too many officers is when they're people of a particular hue, my hue, they act quite differently. They have complete and entire restraint. I've seen people break bottles, approach cops with knives, etc., 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 and they are constrained. They don't just rush to the gun. But for kids, black kids, Latino kids, etc., the mindset is there that. It's either that they think they're more dangerous, which they are not, but the mindset is there that they're less than. They're less than. And as, uh, until we teach that mindset that we are all equal, you know, a lot of people, because of what we've learned, and one of the reasons I, 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 you know, I don't hold grudges with respect to race. I have racist friends and all that kind of stuff. And look, I used to be homophobic. I used to be sexist. So who am I to judge somebody else? What I do, however, is talk and speak the truth, right? Speak the truth. Now, I don't think she was wanting to kill the kid. I think she honestly made a mistake. But that mistake came with all the prejudices that she had. And that is the prejudices that we have to get exculpted or Ex, uh, what's that word? Get out of the mindset of people. That's why these police officers can't be just tin buck two off the street. You have to have training, and you have to know that you have to know that if you you break certain things, you're going to have consequences. And and cops for a long time know that there's no consequences. We kill a black kid, we kill a brown kid. We know that the that the justice system is going to let us off. And sometimes we do it because we're racist, and sometimes we do it because we're just biased. We think less of others. So those are the things that we have to keep in our minds. So like I said, I, I, I hope she gets an appropriate sentence. Uh, I hope she comes out and just says, I'm sorry. I think she has already. Uh, but there's a dead kid because of her bias. All right, let's see. Uh, Melanie Keaton says, fine, just great. Preach! is what Paul Fleming has given me permission to do. Thank you so kindly, Paul. Tom C., my brother, global warming here in mid-Michigan. Rain, no snow, and 45 degrees on Christmas Day. That is crazy. And by the way, I love your state, Michigan. I've been to several farms there on um, when we with Coffee Party and other organizations to spend some time. I went to Detroit with, with, um, Detroit with, with Netroots Nation. Beautiful, beautiful. We went into the city. We did things. We marched. 
we we did a whole lot of protesting as well and then I, we had a coffee party reunion in uh, not meeting retreat I don't remember the name of the park probably about a, a hundred miles or so outside of uh, Detroit we had a we stayed on a farm beautiful beautiful farm out there anyhow Michael Rodney says just remember 1,000 people in the US die every day yeah, every year in police shootings yes Paul Fleming says, ATL checking in again. And Michael Rennes says, Egberto, I recently found out where third world country came from. First world are democracies with the U.S. leading the way. Second world are authoritarian states, including so-called communist nations, historically with the USSR, now Russia, leading the way. Third world are nations which do not align with either first world or second world and are exploited by first world and or second world and then fourth world, which are typically out of the way indigenous nations that are completely divorced from the world economy. You see why I love my audience? You guys are so damn smart and you do such good research. Rudnan, thank you. I, I just learned that. I never thought about looking it up. I just learned that. Thank you, sir. Egberto, you don't see the meme previews. That memogram is Picard's Make It Soul from Star Trek. Oh, no, I hadn't seen it. But you know what? Since you put it up there, I'm going to let folks see it for a little while. As in, folks, make it. Oh, I got to do make it so. How do I make it so? I do it this way and say, make it so. So folks can see that make it so from Star Trek from Rudnan. I mean, the guy just did some good research for us. The least we can do is put up Brother Rudnan's meme. All right, let's get back to business and talking to you guys, answering your questions or, or talking about what you guys put out there. Okay, manslaughter means you aim to do harm and your action results in the death of one you harmed. Exclusions for defending self or others. Great. Uh, Maywood says, did they say who came up with the meme? Sounds a little familiar. Michael Renan also, Carl Cox says, I meant child tax credit. Carl Cox, I don't think I read anything from you before, so uh, make sure that your stuff did come over. Anyway, we have a good, I got a good video that I want to show you. This one is rather important. This one is Andrea Mitchell. You know, I talk about how many a times the news media leads the polls. In other words, they put out a narrative, that narrative takes traction, and then somehow it becomes a reality. I want you to see, and a lot of people just let this slide and it just sort of happens, right? I want you to see what Andrea Mitchell did. I was to play this yesterday, I didn't get a chance to play it. Check out what Andrea Mitchell did. I'm not sure what got into Andrea Mitchell today, but I want you to listen to uh, this sort of a dismissal of a statement the president made about, uh, about opening the, the, res the oil reserves around the world to reduce the cost of gas. Check out how she describes this, and we'll take it on the other side. Well, I, th I do think that taking credit for any re reduction in gas prices uh, uh, based on what he did with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is uh, a little bit let's say, fictitious. Uh, it was more to do, I think, with Saudi Arabia and OPEC leaders deciding to pump more gas and a couple of other factors. Guess what? They're not mutually exclusive. It is true that Saudi Arabia increasing the amount of gas they put out drops the, the price of oil, right? Of course it does. But to just dismiss that the president went around the world, he didn't go ahead and say, 
I am opening the strategic reserve in America alone and in that way to reduce the price of gas because we the price of oil because we know the price of oil is fungible it is something traded on the international market so whatever the price is reflected in the United States actually has a measure over the entire world right but what the president did by coordinating ensuring that it's not only the American Federal uh, Strategic Reserve is open, but throughout the world, several other strategic reserves are open. It means it gave leeway, it, put, it reduced price pressures for a while, and Saudi Arabia doesn't want to lose any price in power or price pressures. So what they're going to do is they're going to say, you know what, we better go ahead and ship more oil because they may start going to ulterior, uh, to other issues. To other measures to further depress the price of oil which may be more long-lasting the fact that the president was able to act on the strategic reserve not only in the United States but throughout the world was a psychological push for Saudi Arabia to move those prices and that you cannot that she I don't think there was enough critical thinking in that thought is a process but here's the worst part about that type of statement you try to neuter the president, a, a, a respected journalist neuters the president and further affects the poll numbers on something not based on fact, reality, or any, anything of that nature. I, I, I think these, these hosts, when they're going to give certain types of opinions, they should actually try thinking in more levels of indirection that will kind of expand on how the world really works we exactly right that's that's what they need to do and 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 it really upset me a lot of people that you know it was an off comment that she made and it was just i don't know a 15 20 seconds worth of commentary and a lot of people let that slide by the way folks if you're just joining us on youtube please give us a thumbs up and consider clicking that join button to join uh join our posse and likewise if you are on on uh, on facebook facebook live please go ahead and give us a uh, a, a like help us out here with our performance on the interwebs if you will uh, don't forget you can also find us on anchor.fm and find all our blogs or all our stuff on anchor.fm anyhow let's see we have um, Michael said if you compare the price of gas here in the US compared to the EU it is very low we barely have any gas tax at all yet people are complaining just remember the fracking we're doing to get our oil supply is part of the second leading cause of global warming and we are going to pay for it heavy soon. That bill is coming due. And I'm glad that you, you wrote that because you, get, you, you gave me a segue into something that I've always want, wanted to say, right? You just, I mean, Redmond, what you just said about gas here, gasoline here versus Europe. But we're getting the same gasoline from everywhere, right? But the idea is we in America do not pay the real value for gas. I mean, if you are if in in standard business practices, and I remember this from my eco eco econ class and all of that. These guys have a chart, right? And this chart is they they draw a chart about increasing prices, and they draw a chart on profitability based on increased prices. And there is an intersecting line where it is your optimal price. I mean, this has nothing to do with. All this has to do with how you study how people's behavior are going to be based on the price that you charge for something. And that's what we do here, right? But the problem is that we 
subsidize the price of gasoline, right? Because we know gasoline causes asthma, the, the stuff that we burn, the benzene that we throw into the water and all of that causes problems with people's health. We know it causes problems with people's, uh, with, with, with the price of homes in the areas where these things are, are built, right? None of that is priced into gasoline. So what that means is the average person, not just the gasoline user, but the average person in America subsidizes the gasoline companies, the oil companies. It's not only our tax dollars subsidizing the oil companies, it's with our own health care subsidizing the, uh, as an example, we have a part of, tech, of, of Houston called Cancer Alley. It's where we have all the refineries, etc. In the air, you have benzene and ground benzene. We have all these carcinogens that are just thrown out there. And they allow a certain parts per million. Of course, they, they go beyond that many a times. And those people have higher bills, higher medical bills, etc. Because, again, they're seeing the doctors more often for coughs, for cancer, for all these other illnesses. Exxon and Mobil, none of them pay for that bill. These people pay for the cheap price of oil that would otherwise have gone into subsidizing health care for the damage done by those people. So, I mean, these are things known in, 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 the, in the term externalities, the externalities of gasoline, right? And we don't talk about it. The media doesn't talk about it. But if we were to put the true cost of gasoline, the true cost of all these things that harm us, the cost would get high enough that we would automatically reduce their usage and in so doing, even help the climate. But you know, we can't do any of that because we just can't based on the way our system works. Michael Rudnan says, Fossil fuel subsidies in an era of existential risk from global warming is a cultural insanity. Coal, oil, and natural gas received 5.9 trillion in subsidies in 2020, or roughly 11 million every minute, according to the new analysis from the International Monetary Fund. Explicit subsidies accounted for only 8% of the total. The remaining 92% were implicit subsidies, which took the form of tax breaks, much larger degree health and environmental changes that they are not priced into the cost. That's exactly what I pretty much just said, right? You don't see the cost of healthcare and all of that that really continues to be a subsidy. Carl Cox says the trading of oil, precious metals, oranges, wheat, and other commodities on the market causes hurts, uh, causes hurts family forms and the consumer. Like I said, we have a system that where the financial, where the finances are in effect abstracted from the actual production right so the engineer is abstracted from the from the finance guy who makes all who does all the stock pricing etc that is capitalism you abstract the money part from the production part from those who create from those who make it's abstracted so the financial guys can do whatever the hell they want and they do and you just keep trucking along creating as they build upon your intellect. It's, it, it, it's, it's not an equitable system. And it's hard to get it across people because we have been indoctrinated in this system day in. From the time we were born, 
we were indoctrinated into this system. We are near the half of the show. So let me go ahead and say, folks, if you are with us right now, please go ahead and click that join button. I, I, I ask you so kindly, I ask you so humbly to become a part of our posse by clicking that join button under um, that, that join button on, a, on, on your YouTube channel. And if you don't see a join button or if you're listening to us via uh, Facebook Live or Twitter or whatever, I'm going to stick the, I'll stick the um, link in there, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please click on that and please become a part of our posse. Alternatively, you can go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash patron. We need about a thousand of each of these. Uh, politicsandright.com slash patron politicsandright.com slash patron we're only 10% on Patreon and 30% on YouTube so please consider helping us and of course uh, the, the, premier, the premier form of helping of course is PayPal politicsandright.com slash PayPal you can either do a one-time contribution or however uh, a series however you feel more comfortable but please support what we do what we do supersedes what you hear on in fact you see me use a lot of msnbc cnn and all of these clips to expand on it because they can't they can't say certain things that are that are that affect that that are right out of plutocracy because again that's who pay their bills you know who pay my bills the people who subscribe to us you know who handles the research that we do that create the, the studio the videos and all of that you do the people who support us those are the folks that we are indebted to those are the folks that we make sure to tell the truth to consider getting my books please I'm, I'm, before i continue i want to tell you a little bit because i i said this on um and I, I, I said this on my go to politicsandright.com slash books i said this on my kpft show today I, I wrote three books, three political books, and you can call them in concert. The first one, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I wrote that to explain the economic system, how patents screw us all, how the, 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 you know, the not having, having for-profit health care screws us. All of that is, teaches us the, economy, the, the basic economy of the United States. The second book I wrote was called uh, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And why did I write that one? It's good enough that we know the economics of our system. But after people have been indoctrinated for decades from their, from their birth, from their inception, how, do you, how are you able to create that space to communicate with them that they have trust in you and you can talk to them? I explained experiences that I've had in this book and how I've been fairly successful, not, all, not 100%, but a whole lot better in, 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 in dealing with people and, and being able to change minds. So that's how you, you, learn about, you learn about the economy, you learn how to talk to people with, ex, with, with examples, etc. And the last book is, we want, we want not to just have hope, but to have vision of what America should be. That third book is, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. I promise you these are three good reads, Please consider getting them. You can get them at going to politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Now, uh, if you want a hoodie and all the stuff to help us get a cup, all that sort of stuff, you can go ahead and get that at politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. And if the, the way to find out all the different forms in which you can help us, that is politicsandright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support 
I ask you so kindly to support us in some form or the other, and including making sure to share our YouTube, our blogs. We don't only do this show. We do five shows on the internet. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Or rather, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, every day, every day of the week. And on Thursdays at noon Central, we do a show on air, KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston. And on Fridays at 11 in the mornings, we do Politics and Right on KPFT 90.1 FM, again, over the air. Uh, every, again, on, um, so we do seven shows a week. We also blog, create videos, populate the internet with a whole lot of progressive material because they have, they have tons of people in Russia, in, in Uzbekistan, in Vietnam, that they are out there filling the internet with pretty much right-wing lies to try to get everything that you Google to come up with some sort of a right-wing spin. Well, there needs to be a lot of us who are bringing in the truth, the progressive spin. And I am part of that family of people all over this country that's doing that, that is making sure that we can bring in all the progressive information that uh, on the internet to help this, the search engines, etc. So I ask you so kindly to support us. You can go to politicsunright.com slash PayPal or politicsunright.com slash YouTube and, uh, and the other ones that I put out there. Okay, I have another important video for you. I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, please check this out. Don't forget, folks, click that join button on YouTube. But here is the other video. Let me make sure that I get the right one. Here we go. Joe Biden. Here we go. And then we'll take it completely on the other side. The supply chain was Biden's problem. After all, you know, he is the president. But of course, we know the supply chain, technically speaking, is a private sector thing and should be handled by the private sector. And since the market does everything better than everybody else, shouldn't it be working just fine? Well, anyhow, let's go ahead and listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. It was not that long ago that we saw headlines like this. The fear that supply chain issues combined with increased demand was going to make it tough, if not impossible, to get all those Christmas gifts under the tree. But it didn't actually happen. The White House says it's because the president tackled the problem early and helped ease bottlenecks and shipping delays. And as The New York Times puts it this morning, nearly all gifts arrived on time with minimal delays. Earlier this morning, I talked with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and asked him how they got it done. Secretary Pete, we thought weeks ago that Santa would not be here for Christmas. We wouldn't be getting our gifts. That didn't happen. Is that because of what you did to address the supply chain or because retailers got in front of it and we ordered our gifts early? Well, it's because workers, business leaders and this administration stepped up and uh, worked hard to make sure that we had a good holiday season. Uh, look, this was uh, this was a tough situation. Off the charts demand combined with supply that was seeing a lot of issues impacted by the pandemic. But uh, really, really encouraged by the progress that was made. Uh, like you said, I mean, it was just a couple of months ago we were seeing headlines that would have made you think uh, Christmas was basically canceled this year. And uh, now the, the shelves are stocked. In fact, uh, a lot of 
of the, the large stores are reporting they have higher inventory levels than last year. The Retail Federation is predicting all-time best year ever for sales. Uh, and most importantly, families are uh, looking forward to gathering together when last year uh, so many, including mine, uh, had our, our, our family gatherings over a screen. Um, you know, so much has, has uh, changed, so much is yet to be done, uh, but when it comes to the supply chain work to get goods where they need to be, our ports and the workers there, our, our trucks and the drivers who drive them, have moved a record number of goods this holiday season, and that reflects everybody working together, everybody stepping up to the plate. Well, we spend- well you know, um, isn't the private sector supposed to be uh, working like magic because the market, this mythical market is magic and whenever there is a, a supply issue, the things are done in a certain way that we don't have a problem. It seems like, God, government still has um, not a small role, but still has a major role, specifically to correct the screw-ups of the private sector corporate greed. But, you know, it's great to see that the mainstream media is actually covering this issue as it should now because as it turns out they allowed for a long time for a private sector failure to look like a government failure and as it turns out government once again like it did in 2008 once again like it has done after every crash has come to bail out the mythical market. You know, when 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 you have Joe on board, Joe uh, <laughs> Joe Scarborough on board, you know it's somehow the the, the 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 fallacies are starting to fall out of many people's mindset. Check this out. We were talking yesterday, Meek. Uh, I, I said that uh, about yesterday afternoon, and we noticed that Christmas presents that we were getting for our kids, of course. Christmas presents that Santa uh, is delivering and asked us to hold uh, for our children. Just friends in the community, uh, we had heard two weeks ago, three weeks ago, not to expect to get those packages. Everything's working. New data showing the majority of Americans will have their presents under the Christmas tree this weekend. According to shipping data company ShipMatrix, UPS and the Postal Service meaning Santa, delivered close to 99% of packages on time between November 14th and December 11th. FedEx wasn't far behind, reportedly delivering 97% of packages on time during that same time frame. Santa, really. This comes after the White House formed a task force earlier this year to address bottlenecks at some of the country's major ports. President Biden spoke about the progress yesterday. Earlier this fall, We heard a lot of dire warnings about supply chain problems leading to a crisis around the holidays. The much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. Packages are moving. Gifts are being delivered. Shelves are not empty. Jen Psaki took the briefing room podium yesterday and joked that the White House saved Christmas. Put it on a bumper sticker. (laughs) The Republicans (laughs) would put it on a bumper sticker. The White House that saved Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, well, Democrats are too often accused of uh, participating in the war on Christmas, and now this time they've saved it. Whoa, whoa, the Democrats have saved Christmas. I mean, yeah, they need to learn some of the marketing that the Republicans do. I mean, the, the Republicans do it in a stupid fashion. In this case, it is true, right? The private sector failed at controlling the, the, the supply chain. They allowed greed and just-in-time inventory and all these types of issues. 
to create a shortage and it, with that being able to further it even in their screw-ups they gouged the Americans to even get more money that's what they did the corporate structure that's what it did then then they needed government government came into the rescue and solved the problem for them once again and you know if you doubt if, if you doubt it you know they showed a, a little graph there that says a lot but nobody probably thought about it this way they show USPS meaning the United States Postal Service and UPS the two major shipping companies oh wow they all delivered 99% of the products on time in other words government was just as efficient as private sector but we add another private sector company FedEx was at 97% less effective less efficient than the USPS less efficient than the uh, than the, the both the government and the the private sector so what does that tell you it actually tells you something we're not anti-private sector we are anti-corporate greed there are certain things that be, uh, that belong in the private sector there are certain things that belong in the government and there are certain things that well it doesn't really matter and I tell you what things like healthcare belong in the government it belongs in not in the private sector because the private sector is something that needs to make money by definition needs to keep you sick I mean we could go over and over with all these things but suffice it to say I guess the administration saved Christmas Wow I don't think Fox News is gonna print it that way they're not gonna play it that way Biden saved Christmas Wow we, is that funny or what Biden saved Christmas I mean I I, 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 I had to put a little bit of fun in that one at the end you know I had to put a little fun in the end for that all right, what we got here? Um, para ver, uh, replying to me, Wood, if you're on Windows-based system, make sure to get an update. IO Bit Driver Booster can fix most problems. Uh, let's see, but everything else stopping even post. Ouch. Carl Cox says, the so-called liberal media won't give the Biden administration credit for anything good, just the opposite. Liberal government works for the people, the common good, and conservative government doesn't. True? Then we have here Nanette Bird Smith says my comments fade on FB and I have to keep touching the screen. Huh, that's interesting. Here's my Christmas present. James Webb Space Telescope reaches launch pad for Christmas liftoff. Wow, I'm really happy about that. I didn't know that we were going to lift off on Christmas. Wow. Okay, um I Maywood has an iPad. Uh, Matt Matt Ransom says make marijuana felonious again. Matt also says communist. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt Ransom. You may want to expand on that, sir. Uh, let's see. Matt, do you care about the will of the people? Nearly 70% want legalization. You know, it's interesting because I don't see how alcohol can be legal and marijuana not. You know, when I was young, I, I bought into the system, right? That, that uh, okay, these are illegal drugs and all the, you know, all these things are illegal drugs and you, when you start to analyze it from a real, not just contextually, but when you start to analyze it, say, wait a minute, alcohol does a lot more damage than marijuana does, but alcohol is legal, marijuana is not. Uh, you take a look at some of the um, mind-altering drugs that many of the pharmaceuticals push, and then there are other drugs off-market that people take for getting them over the hump as well and somehow they the people who traffic in those when i say traffic i mean take or whatever these drugs 
There's something wrong with them. They're such evil people. They're bad people. And we've learned that they're illegal people and we should kind of, like they're bad people. But we have the pharmaceutical companies that are nothing more than high-priced pushers, give you stuff, some of it kills you. And look, I'm not anti-good medicine or whatever. But I have just learned over the years how controlled we are. We've determined what to call a crime. We've determined what to call bad for you. And a lot of it based on what the corporatocracy sees as affecting their bottom line. You remember when Oprah Winfrey said something about beef? She got sued. You have to be careful. Whenever the alternatives to milk started to come out, it was war. You can't use the word milk because you're going to mess on our... That's what, that's what our type of economic system is all about. It's not about what's best, what's good, what's truthful. It's about who wins to maximize the flow. All right, Tom C. says, Where are all the right-wing trolls today? Maybe out helping Santa deliver presidents. Oops! Matt Ransom just showed up. Yep, so, who, so you want to, be, to make more drugs legal? Um, let me tell you, I want to make people free. You know, the, the people who like to talk about freedom are not really into having, making people free. I want to make people free. I don't want people to go to jail for taking cocaine. I don't want, I don't want people to go to jail for taking crack. I want people to have the freedom to do... I mean, I, I, crack is dangerous, at altering or whatever. After, just like alcohol is bad for you, crack is bad for you. At a certain age, it, for me, it's... Look, just like we throw somebody in alcohol into... Re- look, I'm, I don't drink. I don't do crack. I don't do marijuana. I don't do cocaine. I don't do any drugs. I don't even do the legal drugs that the pharmaceuticals give you. I take vitamins and the prostate formula. All off over-the-counter vitamin kind of stuff. That's what I take. And a blood pressure medicine. That's it. Right? And, but if you want to take coke, crack, whatever, as long as you're not harming somebody, I am not going to mess with you. Now, if you're on crack, I'm going to stay away from you. Right? But my thing is, those people who talk a lot about freedom are usually the ones who want to take your freedom away. The, the right likes to talk about freedom. They don't want a woman to control her body. They want to control what drugs you can take. You go one after the other. They're not about freedom. They're about you doing and living how they want you to live. Punto y final. All right, I got another video that I want to show you. Democrats are driving me crazy. And I'll tell you why. I think... Every election should be a difficult election. I personally want every election to be difficult. I want those politicians to come out and fight for the vote. Come out and say, if you put me in office, I am going to do this to make our society a better society. That's what I want. I want you to listen to Chuck Todd talk about election 2022 and then i have a few things to say afterward because they really upset me with the way they talk we'll talk a little bit after this larry uh you and i spent a uh, spent years i guess decades now uh looking at signs that help us forecast and when you look at what we're seeing develop for this midterms boy 
it, this December looks like December 2017, you know, but just in the mirror image, uh, uh, this is things didn't look good for Democrats in December 2013, if you will, nor tw- December 2009. Um, nothing's baked. But how worried should Democrats be? Oh, I don't think we need to tell them they should be worried because they are worried with good reason. And this is just another uh, indicator that Democrats probably will have a bad year in 2022. I, I say probably because uh, in our business, Chuck, we all have a failure of imagination. We can't imagine the things that are going to happen in the next 10 months. So you have to add an asterisk. But uh, you would much rather be Republicans than Democrats right now. And let's remember, redistricting is part of this, too. Yep. Uh, some of those members you know, they're getting hundreds of thousands of of new constituents. And it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of money to introduce yourself to new people. Some of them have served 10, 20 or more years. Uh, Maybe they do want to spend time with their families, although I've often thought we ought to survey the families. I I don't know whether they're happy uh, that some (laughs) of them are coming back. (laughs) You know, it's it it is interesting. And yes, redistricting is a fair point there. When was the last time a midterm changed trajectory on us halfway through? I say, you know, I, I get you on the failure to imagination and you sit there and you're like, okay, but when did we have one where you're like, oh, wow, new information took place in say month, you know, in the last six to eight months. So I guess the question is, when does this trajectory change have to happen to make Demo- give Democrats a fighting chance? Well, the last time it happened, at least in my view, is uh, for the 2002 midterm election. Of course, Bush lost the popular vote. Uh, he was he was relatively popular, but not really until 9-11. Now, Republicans had been expecting to lose uh, the House. They only had a majority of three or four. Uh, So Democrats had every reason to think they could take control in 2002. The Senate flipped because of Jim Jeffords becoming an independent sitting with the Democratic caucus. But the House was expected to flip. Well, 9-11 happened. And while, you know, we would never hope for anything like that, dramatic events that are completely unexpected can rarely turn things around. And I agree it would be rare. We are living in a traumatic event. Some might argue two traumatic events if you. Uh, look at Donald Trump and, and the threat of democracy. But the pandemic, you know, to me, this is the wild card. We spend a lot. Yes, of I think it is the wild card. But here is my big concern, people. And I want to I want to hear it in the, in the feed if you agree with me. I feel like if you listen to Democrats, if you listen to Democratic pundits, what I hear is it's a foregone conclusion we're done. We have already lost. As opposed to saying, I am going to go out there. Yes, I know what history says, but I am going to go out there and I am going to fight like hell. I'm going to go to my constituents. I'm going to use my mailing list. I'm going to use the bully pulpit. I'm going to use the news media in all the, di- all the sub-news media area in my... And it doesn't cost a lot of money to get them to put a representative on TV. You just have to go ahead and and be willing to work your ass off to go out there and in every single TV district, every single district that has TV, go ahead and say, I want to speak. You represent the people. They'll put you on and tell them, I want to tell you what I'm going to do for you people. But that's not what they do. 
They sit down and they spend all their time on the telephone collecting money from the big cats as opposed to saying, I'm going to go in like, let's say, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez or Cory Bush or, 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 or Bowman from New York or any one of these guys and say, I'm going to go and ask the small people in my community, hey, support me. Don't only give me a dime or 20 cents or a dollar or 10 or 15, but come and walk the streets with me or create your group of posses to go out there and walk. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has a lot of people that just go out there and walk for her. I am supporting Alexandria. I spoke to her about that back in the early days when she just started. And just have a whole lot of people throughout your district. Go meet captains throughout your district. Give them incentives to say, we are going to win this thing. Go ahead and win people. Go fish. But that's not what they want to do. They want to go out there, put a suit on. And after they put their suit on, they sit their butts down and stay at a telephone and say, hey, can you give me this? Let me tell you, as an activist, when I'm not, when, when I'm not, he, well, right now, because of COVID, right now, because of, you guys know the condition that has occurred with my daughter, etc., I'm not able to be out there a whole bunch. But let me tell you something, guys. Earlier on, and you know, my, my wife can tell you sometimes she thinks I'm married to politics or whatever. It was all over the damn country trying to get all these things together to say, empower people to do the right thing. I worked with Move to Amend, on board member, worked with Coffee Party, worked with the Houston Peace and Justice Center, worked with KPFT, worked with all these other organizations that are out there saying, let's empower people to, to win for all of us, right? So I want you as the, you as the person listening on, the, on that end right now to do me a favor. And that is, and when you hear somebody talk about we're going to lose 2022, Tell them, forget about the Democratic Party and the crap that they talk about. Oh, we're, it's going to be a tough one. 23, 23 people left and decided not to run again. I don't know all the reasons behind why they do that. But quitting should not be a reason. If you truly believe that you're there to serve the people, irrespective of what's going on, if you have the wherewithal to do it, you should be doing it. You know, um, it is there. there is... Uh, uh, one of our people that I interviewed, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the congresswoman, I, that she's a state congresswoman right now. And I, I love her because when I interviewed her, she said more people who are running for Congress need to understand what it's all about. It is about serving. Crockett. Crockett is her name. She's running against, uh, she's running uh, in in a in Eddie Eddie's position now that's retiring, yeah, Crockett. I wish, I want all my politicians to be like Jasmine Crockett. The I think she's in the 30th district in Texas because she goes out there and she says, "I want to serve the people." That is my goal. And you know what she does? You know, there, there are people who use all the buzzwords. I want to serve, I want to serve, I want to serve, I want to serve. But their actions speak less to service. She's out there in her community. How can I help you? What can I do for you? How is this done? All of this is done. And if we empower others to do that, and some of you here, 
should be running. Some of you that's listening to me should be running and say, Hey, Egberto, I'm going to be running. You better get me on a show so that I can get some video to throw out there. And I will be saying, I am here to serve. I am here to serve. Because that is what's going to take. Each of us have to be some, have some level of altruism to, to take... I'm, I was about to say, we are going to have to have some level of altruism to take back the country. But it's a country we never really had. It's a country that we have to take to make it what supposedly it was supposed to be. You remember when the Constitution was written? It wasn't written for most of us. It was written for 5% of the people in the country. And as time went on, we expanded it. And we need to make sure it's now for everybody. Um, Nanette Bird-Smith says, I think a ton test on the outcome uh, of the January 6th committee, when Trump's criminality is apparent, I believe there will be many change attitudes. I think you're right, Nanette. I think you're absolutely right. Um, uh, Carl says, Carl Cox says, Egberto, the problem is that conservative-controlled U.S. Supreme Court is allowing conservative-controlled states like Georgia to throw out liberal votes to control the party of the state. That will eventually have to stop. <coughs> because at some point in time, our, our protest will force them not to do that. We have to show resolve. There are more of us than them. Even in Georgia, even in Texas, there are more of us than them. And who is us? Us are the people who believe in America. Us are the people who believe in democracy. Us are the people who want progressive values. That's who we are. Day of Rage from New York Times. Yes, I remember. Okay, thank you for pointing that out. I went ahead and clicked it accidentally, and it, and it boomed up my, my drop packet counts. I fixed that. So, folks, that is, that is where we're at. We're two minutes out. So what I want to ask you one more time is, I had another video to show, but I, I'll save it for tomorrow. It's about health care. It's about the, what's going on right now. Where is democracy in the Constitution? I am not even going to get into the Constitution. I'm not wedded to the Constitution, Matt. All of you guys that are wedded to the Constitution, be my guest. You can, you can love the Constitution as much as you want. I can't love a document that once called me three-fifths of a person, okay? I love amendments to this document. I love the changes that can be made to this document. But to say, let me, let me I, I, I want to say this, and I want to say this with as much respect as I can. Um, for all those people who want everything perfectly constitutional. Understand what you are saying. You are saying that you want the will of those guys who had many prejudices, of those guys who had many types of hatred, of those guys who had many personality disorders. I'm not saying they're, they're bad people. I'm just saying... You want us to live with all the deficiencies that they brought and inculcated into that document. Okay? So what I'm saying is no. I'm saying we have a living country. We have a living group of candidates. We believe in democracy. And what we will do is make sure that it, remain, that it becomes an equitable country for everybody. Everybody, not the prejudices 
that are in many of our federal in, in our federal and many of our state constitutions. Remember that. So please, folks, remember that. Remember that. Remember that. ABUK says, Matt, you sound like you want a dictatorship. Go suck. Oh, I won't. Okay. I can't repeat that. Anyhow, folks, we're at the end of the show. Please remember, support us. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. I'm going to put that link in, in, in the screen. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Uh, support us as well at, let me see, let me see politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon politicsandright.com slash Patreon uh, politicsandright.com I didn't do the politicsandright.com slash YouTube correctly politicsandright.com slash YouTube and you can find an all-encompassing way to support us at politicsandright.com slash support look folks my name is Egberto Willis this is Politics Done Right and you guys know how I end this baby I am what? out! spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes it flies above the fray etc if you really like these videos that we do I want to ask a big favor please go ahead number one subscribe to our channel and number two please join if you can thank you so kindly for watching keep watching please remember to share we must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.